Quality Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Welcome to episode 42 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. I'm Greg Fordyce. Today we're bringing you a show we haven't done since episode 9 of this podcast, the show Meet Corliss Archer. The show ran from January 7th, 1943 to September 30th, 1956, and starred Janet Waldo as Corliss. Priscilla Lyon and Lugene Sanders also played her on some episodes. The show was CBS's answer to the NBC show A Date with Judy, and it also became a television show in 1951. Sadly, although the show ran for such a long time, only 24 episodes have survived to this day. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh as we bring you the April 6, 1947 episode, The Beauty Contest, of Meet Corliss Archer, right after this message. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Campbell's Soups are mm, good. Campbell's Soups invite you to meet Corliss Archer, starring Janet Baldo. <laughs> and here's Corliss Archer. Gee, it's good to be back, Mr. Sharbert. And on behalf of Campbell's Soups, may I say we're all glad to have you and your family and friends back with us as, uh, well, uh, sort of our ambassadors of goodwill. Oh, Mr. Sharpe, what a perfectly lovely thought. Me, an ambassador. What do I have to do? Um, just be your own sweet and charming self, Corliss. Oh, Mr. Sharpe, but, oh, but golly, there must be lots of new things people ought to know about Campbell's Soups. I mean, now that we're all back again. Well, I'll say there is. Here's some really big news. All 21 kinds of Campbell's Soups are back on dealer shelves, so folks can serve just the soup they want when they want it. For instance, they might dress up a very simple meal by serving Campbell's cream of mushroom soup. Okay, Corliss? Absolutely, Mr. Sharbet. And Mr. Sharbet? Yes, Corliss? Do you really think I'm sweet and charming? As only a 16-year-old girl can be. It's a seemingly normal Friday afternoon at the Archer home. Quiet, peaceful, and serene. You see, Corliss is out somewhere. Mr. Archer is home from the office with a sick headache, and Mrs. Archer is standing by sympathetically. Oh. Oh. Harry, darling, isn't there anything I can get you? Yes. A new head. Well, are you sure there isn't anything I can do? Oh, yes, I think I'll be all right as long as I'm not exposed to any sudden noises. Oh, poor Harry. And speaking of sudden noises, where's Corliss? Mm, off somewhere. I suppose she's safe behind a soda at Schroeder's. Good. Now you just relax and read your newspaper, dear. 
I'll see that nothing disturbs you. Golly, Monica, I didn't mean for you to jump up on Daddy. You know he doesn't like dogs on his lap when he's reading his newspaper. Now, down, Monica. Come on. Oh, down. you might as well let her finish Dick Tracy. <laughs> Monica, get down. Now, you get out to the kitchen. Come on. Come on. Poor Liz, your father came home from the office with a terrible headache. Oh, oh, really, Mom? Well, thanks for the warning. Well, darling, I didn't mean it as a warning. Is that all the sympathy you can show for your poor father? Oh, golly, Mom, of course I sympathize. Ah, oh, Daddy, I'm so sorry. Is there anything in the world I can do? You could tone yourself down to a mere uproar for a few hours. Hmm. I'll be quiet, Angel. I promise I won't make a single, solitary, unnecessary sound. Thank you, baby. And go a little easy on the sounds that are necessary, will you? I'll be as quiet as a clam. Hmm. Oh, Mom, do you know what's been happening right under my very nose and I ignored it on account of I had several other things on my mind? Well, I can't imagine, Cora. Well, it seems that Benson's department store is again having the most utterly super contest. Oh. Oh, not now, dear. You're disturbing your father again. Oh, I'm sorry. Mom, I'll simply die unless I tell you because Benson's is actually having its annual photo contest to pick the sweetheart of the year, and I've just got to... Well, let's call us your father. How many times must I tell you? Oh, what's the use, Janet? You can't dam up an ocean with your bare hands. <laughs> Spill it, Corliss. Well, Daddy, you remember last year how Benson's had its contest where every boy submitted a picture of his girlfriend and they posted the pictures and everyone voted and the girl who got the most votes was crowned Benson's sweetheart of the year, Remember? I might have remembered before you started that sentence, but I was a young man then. Well, what I actually mean is Benson is having its Sweetheart of the Year contest again. And I'll simply curdle up and die unless I win this time. Well, who won last year, dear? Well, it was a neck-and-neck -neck race between me and that Betty Cameron. But merely on account of the fact that Dexter submitted a very bad photo of me... That frizzed-out blonde immersed triumphant. Emerged, Corliss. Immersed means all wet. Daddy, that's an utterly perfect description of her. think it's Dexter. Janet, yes, remind dear. me to ask Bill Franklin why he raised his boy to be a banshee. Carless! Hey, Carless! Don't you think you'd better scream back at him, Corliss, before the plaster starts falling? All right, Daddy. Dexter, come on in! Oh, my poor aching head. Hi, Corliss! Good evening, Mrs. Archer. Good evening, Dexter. Um, hello, Mr. Archer. Hello. Dexter Franklin, where have you been? I've been waiting for you almost all afternoon. Holy cow, Corliss, you mean we had a date? Honestly, Dexter, sometimes merely putting up with you requires more than a girl can put up with. Well, gosh, Corliss, I really don't remember making any date. 
Where were we supposed to go, anyway? My dear boy, several weeks ago, we planned to spend some time together on a very important endeavor. Holy cow, my memory sure must be getting bad. Well, Benson's is conducting the voting tomorrow in the Sweetheart of the Year contest, and you haven't even sent my picture in yet. Well, gosh, why didn't you remind me, Corliss? Well, really, Dexter, a person can't just rush up to a person and practically force a person to think his girlfriend is something special and worthy of being entered in a Sweetheart of the Year contest. I mean, really, Dexter. Well, gosh, it isn't too late to enter the picture, is it? I mean, the voting isn't until tomorrow, and this is only today. Dexter, at times you show a rare gift for analysis. Very hush. Well, the trouble is, Corliss, I don't have a good picture of you. Every time you get really sore at me, you make me give them back to you. Well, it just so happens, Dexter, that I have one of my pictures right here. Oh, swell, Corliss. Uh, but we'd better start dashing. Benson's will be closed in a little over an hour. Here, you can have this one for the contest. Oh, thanks, Corliss. <laughs> Holy cow, Corliss. You don't want to go giving Benson's this picture. And just why not? Well, well, gosh, it's, uh... Well, holy cow, it just isn't right. Even I can see that. Really, Dexter, just because a girl's wearing a strapless white bathing suit is no reason for a nearly grown man to yell holy cow and get red in the face like an infant. Well, I know, but gosh, Corliss, you've got lots of other pictures, haven't you? Miss Dexter's absolutely right, Corliss. I don't believe it's proper for a girl your age to have her picture displayed in that kind of bathing suit. But, Mother, if I can wear that bathing suit, why can't I? Daddy. I'm afraid your mother's right, Corliss. Oh, golly. Now I won't be able to enter the contest and that Betty Cameron is going to win again. And I'll practically never be able to show my face anymore. Oh, Corliss, you must have other snapshots. But, Mother, I haven't won. Oh, please, Mom, can't you sort of... Close one eye and... No, Corliss, I'm sorry. Oh. oh, gosh, wait a minute. I've got a picture of you, Corliss. It's the one that Mildred took two weeks ago of you and me together. I've been carrying it with me ever since. Well, for goodness sakes, where is it? Right here, next to my heart. <laughs> no, it's in my back pocket. <laughs> yeah, here you are. Oh, Dexter, it's all dirty and creased. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, it's a shame because it's awfully good of me. I think. <laughs> I think it's terrific. Now, Dexter, if I could just cut you out of it and throw you away. Uh -huh. oh, but no, I'd be all crowded over on the edge. Hey, um, maybe we could have a print made with just you in it. Oh, that'd be a swell idea if we had the time to do it. Yeah, Benson's will be closing. I know. Raymond. Raymond? Certainly. He's got all sorts of photography gadgets in the cellar of his house. Come on, Dexter. Let's dash right over there and see him. <laughs> and reprint it so that Dexter's out and only Corliss is in. Yeah, that's right, Raymond. Can you do it? Well, it all depends. You see, I'm awfully busy right now on an important scientific matter. Raymond, if I were to merely hint to your parents about a little explosion I saw coming out of this cellar the other day, why, you... I didn't say I wouldn't. Then you will? I didn't say I would. 
Well, for Pete's sakes, Raymond, what do you say? I say it's all very dumb. Why not take it down to Schroeder's? Because we've got to have it in a half hour. Schroeder's would take a week, so would any place else. In other words, I'm the only person in the world who can solve your problem. Yes, Raymond. Do you agree, Dexter? Well, sure, you're the only one you... you, you... Holy cow, what are you driving at? <laughs> How much is your weekly allowance, Dexter? Why, it's, it's 50 cents a Wait a minute, Raymond. You, you, you mean you're going to charge 50 cents for this job? Don't be dumb. Of course I'm not going to charge 50 cents. <sighs> I'm going to charge a dollar. A dollar? Holy cow, don't you think that's a little expensive? Even for you. Prices are up all over. Take it or leave it. Raymond Ames, there are times when you are positively the biggest little stinker in the world. Corliss, this is a very dumb time for you to insult me. Now, look, Raymond, how about uh, 75 cents and my pocket knife? Let's see the knife. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Here. Hmm. Blade's rusty. Handle's cracked. Catch is busted. But you're not such a bad guy, Dexter. It's a deal. back to tell you, Corliss. It was nip and tuck, but I made it all right. Oh, thank heaven. Did Raymond do a good job on the picture? I don't know. You don't know? No, I, I, I never got a chance to see it. You didn't see it? No, the little stinker left me just enough time to dash down to Benson's. Oh. And he said the picture was a little wet, so he put it in an envelope and told me not to touch it. All I hope is that it came out all right. That nasty little child would be just mean enough to do a bad job on purpose. No, he'd better not have. I didn't pay him yet. I just gave you my pocket knife for a down payment. Oh, Dexter, you're a darling. <laughs> I do so want to win that contest. Hi, everybody. Well, if it isn't our old friend, Raymond Ames. And just what did you come to see me about, Raymond? I've got some news for you. Look, Raymond, if it's for nothing, we'll listen. But if you think you're going to charge Don't for this... be dumb. I just came over to give you back your pocket knife and tell you that you don't have to pay me 75 cents anymore. Raymond Ames, don't tell me you have gone soft-hearted. It's just a matter of business. I give my clients what they pay for or give them back their money. Just what is that supposed to mean? Well, you ordered a picture of Corliss. Yes, with a half of the picture showing Dexter thrown away. Right. But uh, due to circumstances beyond my control... I made a print of Dexter and threw you away. Holy cow! Mistakes happen, you know. Even experts like me make them. But, but, but whose picture was in the envelope Dexter brought down to Benson? I've been trying to tell you. It was Dexter's. What? Raymond Ames, you are the stupidest, nastiest, most vicious little boy I ever met. Don't get excited. Dexter might become famous. Yeah, famous. Sure. Oh. Now I'm not in the contest after all, and that frizzed-out blonde Betty Cameron is going to win again. Don't be too sure. Nothing in the rules against a man winning. If we can swing enough votes Dexter's way, he might get elected Sweetheart of the Year. Who, <laughs> oh, me? Me entered in a Sweetheart of the Year contest? Cheer up. Worse things can happen. Well, bye, Cordes. Uh, and Dexter. 
sir? Yes. Good night, sweetheart. <laughs> Mushrooms. Now, there's a word that calls up visions of grand, good eating. Good cooks use mushrooms as the crowning touch of flavor for many of their choicest dishes. And say, if thinking of mushrooms makes your mouth water, you owe it to yourself to get next to a plate of Campbell's Cream of Mushroom Soup. For here are lots of plump, tender mushrooms blended with sweet cream. Every rich spoonful is just filled with a delicate flavor of choice young mushrooms. And you'll find lots of tender mushroom slices to make this grand soup Extra tempting. Mmm, good. Well, no wonder more and more people are asking for it. No wonder it's become America's luxury soup. It'd be a fine idea to start supper tomorrow with plates of Campbell's cream of mushroom soup. Well, it's the next day, and the archers are at the breakfast table. Eat your cereal, Corliss. I I don't really think I care for any cereal, Mother. I'm actually not very hungry. Well, it's too bad, baby. What's bothering you? Daddy, today is Benson's Sweetheart of the Year contest. And after all, when practically one's own flesh and blood can't cooperate to the extent of helping a person to become the Sweetheart of the Year, what is there to look forward to? Surely you haven't quarreled with poor Dexter again. Poor Dexter? Poor Dexter? Honestly, Mother, the way you and Daddy sympathize with that boy, you think he was your only daughter instead of me. <coughs> well, I'd, I'd hardly say that. But I suppose, as usual, Dexter has committed some dastardly crime that's too horrible even to think about. Oh, Daddy, Dexter was actually only an innocent bypasser. He was that little stinker Raymond. Well, what on earth did Raymond do to make you so mad at him, Corliss? Well, all he did was give Dexter the wrong picture so that when Dexter entered me in Benson's Sweetheart of the Year contest, I wasn't entered at all, and Dexter was. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how Dexter looks in a strapless white bathing suit. <laughs> oh, Corliss, perhaps it's just as well you're not in the contest. After all, dear, you couldn't be sure you were going to win. But now Betty Cameron's going to win again, I'll die. That's what I'll do. I'll just die. Well, dear, there's always next year. Next year? Seriously, Mother, a girl can't go on indefinitely retaining her looks. Well, don't worry about that, Corliss. It's any consolation. My next Christmas present to you will be a complete facelifting. Harry. Honest, Daddy? Will it work? Well, certainly it'll work. Why, well, I know a woman of 50 who had her face lifted, and as a result, the most amazing thing happened. Oh, she now has a daughter older than she is. Oh, oh, Harry. Sometimes you're so silly. Well, I'm off to the office. Can I drop you anywhere, Corliss? Well, if you're going past Schroeder's drugstore, Daddy, I'd appreciate a lift. Uh, Mr. Schroeder posts the returns so we don't have to hang around outside Benson. Well, come on, baby. Here's 50 cents. Oh. I'll drive you down to Schroeder's where you can drown your sorrows in the biggest, thickest, gooeyest, double-rich chocolate malted milk you've ever had. <laughs> baby. Hooters, drugstore, and gabble shoppy. Thanks for the lift, Daddy. I'll see you at dinner. All right, Corliss. And baby, 
Although I think you're too young to have anything but friends, I can't help wishing confusion to your enemies. Oh, thanks, Angel. You're the most understanding daddy in the whole wide world. Bye, dear. Bye. Hey, Corbin. Before you go in, I've got a proposition that might interest you. I have had enough of your fake propositions to last me a lifetime, Ray. Look, let's not waste words hating me. Here's my proposition. You'd give your right eye if Betty Cameron would lose this contest, wouldn't you? Right? Really, Raymond, I don't see why the affairs of your elders should be the least concern of yours. I can fix it so Betty loses. How? It's a trade secret. But all I want from you is a promise. What sort of a promise? You remember you mentioned something about a certain explosion in a certain cellar? Oh, that. What about it? Well, in return for swinging the contest away from Betty, you must promise never as long as you live to allude to, to refer to, and above all, not to tell my parents about said explosion. <laughs> Which was caused by a little carelessness with the chemistry said. And uh, you'll keep Betty Cameron from winning if I merely promise that? I will. I promise. It's a deal? It's a deal. Oh, and I think you ought to know that I've never told your parents about the explosion anyhow. Well, in my business, you can't afford to take chances. Corliss! Oh, Corliss, over here! Hello, Melbourne! Golly, the place is sure jumping today. Yes, isn't it exciting? Corliss, what since I hear about you not being entered in the Sweetheart of the Year contest? Well, I'm not. And there's a certain little stinker running around loose that I can thank for. That can only be my darling little brother, Raymond. Corliss, did he pull one of his tricks on you? Well, it could possibly have been an honest, simple-minded mistake, but with Raymond, who knows? Honestly, that child. Yesterday, I overheard Dad tell Mom that he wouldn't be at all surprised if Raymond wound up as the youngest inmate in the history of Alcatraz. <laughs> really, Mildred, you and your mother and father are such nice people. It's hard to imagine Raymond is even a distant relative. Dad says practically the same thing. I've heard him say a hundred times that the stork that brought Raymond must have come to the wrong house by mistake. Oh, by the way, Corliss, are you still on speaking terms with that drip, Dexter? Well, of course. Why? Because he's standing in the doorway with that frightened look he gets when you don't talk to him for a minute. Oh, oh the poor darling. Dexter? Oh, Dexter, over here. Oh, uh, uh, hello, Corliss. Hi, Dad. <laughs> Fancy meeting you here. Um, hi, Mildred. Dexter Franklin, what on earth's the matter with you? You're as nervous as a cat who's misplaced a kitten. Yeah, uh, yeah, am I? Probably a guilty conscience. Oh, no, it isn't that, Mildred. Uh, Corliss knows what it is. It's that little stinker, Raymond. What's the little crime wave done to you? I'd rather not say. The fewer people who know about it, the better. Mildred, Dexter has the honor of being the only man entered in the Sweetheart of the Year contest. Holy cow, Corliss, do you have to tell everything you know? You mean Dexter might become the Sweetheart of the Year? Oh, no! <laughs> Holy cow, Corliss, see what you've done. Oh, she was bound to find out sooner or later anyway. Oh, gosh, if I get so much as one vote, one vote... Oh, I'll... look, there's Raymond. You just ignore him. Sometimes he goes away. Oh, I, I want to speak to him. Raymond! Hey, Raymond! Hi, Corliss. 
Well, a friendly little gathering. Yes, and please don't join us and make it unfriendly. Raymond, have you got any news? About our private little matter, nothing definite. But the wheels are turning, Corliss. I've just brought the returns over to Mr. Schroeder, and he'll read them in a minute. Oh. Boys and girls, I suppose you'd like to hear about the early balloting of Benson's Sweetheart of the Year contest. Oh, Joanne Summers, 22. Ernestine Fuller, 27. And Seven, 19. Oh, that's swell. Duchess Cameron is being totally ignored. Betty Cameron, 76. Raymond, you said the Dexter Franklin Nunn. Raymond? I'm going to take a poke at you for this if I have to wait for you to grow up. Raymond, did we make a solemn deal or did we not? And if we did, how come Betty Cameron's in the run? Just remember, Corliss, the wheels are turning. Boys and girls, the semifinal returns. Joanne Summers, 88. Ernestine Fuller, 102. And Stebbins, 117. Washington High finally crashed through. Jacqueline Truett, 67. Betty Cameron, 194. Well, I don't see what there is to cheer about. It just shows what you can do with a bottle of peroxide. I'll never give up wondering what people see in her. Say, Mr. Schroeder... You didn't read off all the returns, did you? All that came in, Martin. Just waiting on the finals any minute now. But what about Dexter Franklin? I voted for Dexter three times myself. <laughs> if that lummox Martin Wilcox knows what's good for him, he'll keep his big mouth shut. I uh, guess Dexter just isn't in the running, Martin. Well, I don't see why not. He's a sweetheart if I ever saw one. You can carry that kind of talk too far, Wilcox. Oh, for Pete's sake, you don't have to get sore about it, Franklin. Maybe you can be sweetheart of the year next year. <laughs> Wilcox, you just say sweetheart one more time and I'm coming over. Dexter, I absolutely forbid you to use violence in front of ladies in this store. If you and Martin want to fight, do it after the contest outside. Well, we can all watch. <laughs> Mildred, where could that Raymond have gone to? Probably under some rock. Oh, Corliss, look. Huh? It's Madame Pompadour Duberry Cameron herself. Oh. And she's coming over to show off a little bit, I'll bet. Well, Mildred. Hello, Betty. And Corliss. Mm-hmm. My dear, it's been ages. I've missed you terribly. Really? Well, Betty, it looks like you've outsmarted the voters again. <sighs> How do you do it? With mirrors? Mm-hmm. No, dear, with photographs. Uh, by the way, dear, where was your photograph? I looked all over the board and couldn't find it. Well, I didn't enter the contest, Betty. I figured the only way anybody ever wins is by simply begging one's friend to vote for one. Oh, was that the reason? I had the silly notion that after last year's contest, you decided it was all utterly hopeless. Well, au revoir, Corliss, dear. And I hope you don't get too, too ill from eating all those sour grapes. Goodbye, Mildred. Oh, it's positively sinful, the amount I hate her. Oh, she's just a great A number one. (laughs) And here comes another. Hello, Corliss. Back again. You want to see me? Raymond Ames, I demand to know what happened to our agreement. Or did your turning wheel go boom like a certain chemical set in a certain cellar? If you know what I mean. My plan worked beautifully. If your brilliant high school crowd wasn't so dumb... You'd have known that we grammar school students can vote in the contest, too. Meaning what? Meaning this. 
the right words in the right places to the right kids. Made them vote the way I wanted. You mean Betty didn't win after all? The boys vote anyway, I tell them. But who won? Who? I see Mr. Schroeder is about to announce the final official return. I suggest you listen. All right, quiet. Everybody quiet. The official final returns in the Benson Sweetheart of the Year contest are as follows. Joanne Summers, 112. Oh. Anne Stebbins, 117. Ernestine Fuller, 137. Betty Cameron, 225. Oh. Quiet, quiet. I have one final name to call. Another name? Holy cow, what suspense. The last name with 236 votes. The winner and official Benson Sweetheart of the Year is Dexter Franklin. Dexter, you! Me, the sweetheart! Holy cow! When you need something to turn an ordinary meal into an event, remember Campbell's Cream of Mushroom Soup. For here's a soup that gives any meal a luxury touch, a party touch. Ah, just taste that rich, delightful flavor. Plump, young hothouse mushrooms blended with sweet cream. And all those tender slices of mushrooms. Mmm, good. To make a soup so fine is an art. To eat it and experience in good living. Have you served Campbell's Cream of Mushroom Soup at your house lately? Several hectic and for Dexter unhappy hours later, we find the sweetheart of the year taking advice where he finds it. Honest, Mr. Archer, if my old man should find out his only son has become sweetheart of the year, he'd wail a tar out of me. Well, don't worry about your dad, Dexter. I'll explain things to him. Uh, holy cow, who is it? Life magazine. They want to take pictures of you actually being crowned sweetheart of the year. Tell them no, no, that I absolutely forbid it. Forbid it? Dexter, one would almost think you were ashamed. After all, Dexter, there's me to consider, too. You? Certainly. When I gave the man the story, he practically promised I could be in almost every picture. <laughs> That's what Campbell's soup are. Mm, good. You just heard Meet Corliss Archer, starring Janet Waldo as Corliss with Sam Edwards as Dexter. Meet Corliss Archer is based upon characters created by F. Hugh Herbert. Music was composed and conducted by Charles Dance. That was the Meet Corliss Archer episode of The Beauty Contest from April 6, 1947, a very popular radio sitcom in its day. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to make your own suggestion for a show on this podcast, please do so at anchor.fm slash old radio comedy podcast and leave your name and location. And if you are enjoying this podcast, please take a few seconds to give us a five-star rating on your podcast app. It really helps keep us going. That's it for today. Everyone stay safe and keep your spirits up. We'll be back next time with another great comedy radio show right here on the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks so much for listening. Yay!